And he goes on to say, young people are impetuous, inexperienced, improbable choices by all accounts, but they figure prominently among God's chosen in both the Hebrew scriptures and the New Testament. And while God does not ask any of us to bring Christ into the world as literally as Mary did, God calls each of us to become a God-bearer through whom God may enter the world again and again. You're listening to the Ministry Leader Podcast, designed to help leaders just like you leverage your time and influence for greater impact with young people. My name's Brian, and the man on the other mic is Reggie. We're your hosts on this podcast, and we're excited to spend the next few minutes talking ministry with you. Here we go. Merry Christmas, everybody, and welcome back to the Ministry Leader Podcast. If you're listening in real time, We've just got a couple days till we celebrate Christmas, right? Yeah, man. I'm I'm super excited to be celebrating, get some time with the family and and just to enjoy the real reason behind Christmas, man. And so, um yeah, it, it's always a good time to get together and do all those things. Yeah, and you got your survival guide ready that we talked about last week. I got my survival week. guide ready, and so I'm I'm ready to survive Christmas. You're prepared. Yeah. You're prepared. For sure. So last week we had a lot of fun on the episode talking about that survival guide and and everything we need. But um, this week we're going to kind of take a turn and we really want to focus on the reason for Christmas, like the meaning of Christmas. And um, we'll look at what it meant to Mary. I want to dig into something. I've got a couple quotes I want to share. And then what what that means for us as well, as not only followers of Jesus, but as ministers of the gospel, working with young people, um, what this could mean. And so... Um, Reggie, I just want to jump into it. The quote, the quotes I want to share come from the book, The God-Bearing Life by Kenda Creasy-Dean and Ron Foster. So it's an older book. It was published, I think, in 1998, it looks like. It talks a lot about uh, this paradigm shift in youth ministry that at the time was beginning to happen, mm-hmm. a shift away from like programs mm-hmm to more relationships, which is what we're all about here yeah, at Youth for Christ. Absolutely. But the thing I want to share is, uh, it's called The God-Bearing Life. And I wasn't sure when I saw that title initially what that meant. Right. Um, but right in the introduction, here's the first quote. It says, the Eastern Orthodox tradition calls Mary uh, Theotakos. I don't, not tacos. Right. Um, I don't, I'm probably not pronouncing that right because I don't know Greek. So they give it to us in English too. Yes. And it says God-bearer. Mm-hmm. So in the Eastern Orthodox tradition, they call Mary the God-bearer because she quite literally brought God into the world. So yeah. um, there's more I want to talk about, but let's just camp out on that quote for a second. Yeah, yeah. And so one, that feels really heavy. Um, naturally, just just feels really heavy to think about the fact that you're actually bearing the, 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 the Son of God yeah. Um, as the the mother of Jesus, uh, Mary, and so um, to think about what that means for her, as um, she is, you know, a virgin and and has Joseph and 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 just understanding the the dynamics of, of families during that time, all that stuff just feels really heavy to to have that as the responsibility of somebody who's just this meek, not known by anybody. And yeah, yeah, that's just a really, a really heavy, heavy feeling that you instantly get as you think through that. Yeah. You know, I, I love thinking each year, thinking about this, the Christmas story through different lenses. And Mary's one that obviously for a lot of reasons I can't relate to. Yeah. Um, but I just, when I think about her perspective on this story, yeah. um, how confusing yeah. and exciting and frustrating it must have been to be yeah. 
to be Mary. Absolutely. Right? This teenage girl from nowhere. Yeah. Um, who, you know, is unmarried, who um, now people are thinking all sorts of right. bad things about her. Like you were saying, like the dynamics of family. And yet the the baby, the child she's carrying is the child that is the promised Messiah that's yeah. going to change the world. Yeah. Like the, the confusion, the mixed emotions of that. Yeah. And probably even somewhat the fear, because if you think about during that time, how people reacted to like adultery and, and things like that, like you could be stoned and, and women were, were shamed at, yeah. to a very high degree um, during that time too. And so, yeah, there's just all these mixtures of emotions that happen, um, because she was called by God to deliver uh, Jesus into this world. So, yeah, it's a very interesting perspective to think through uh, that lens. Yeah. And, yeah, I like the you use the word chosen there. That's going to show up in the next little bit I want to share from this book is, you know, she was chosen and didn't know why. Yeah. And yet because she was chosen, she was faithful, mm. even in the midst of. The, the confusion, the fear, the frustration, and everything that she was feeling, she was faithful to do what God called her to do. Yes. And changed everything. Everything. Right? And so I want to pick up on that concept, uh, and that's what the rest of this book does. It picks up on that concept and talks about the God-bearing life. What does that mean for us today Yeah, um, to be God-bearers? And we don't literally bring God into the world. In fact, I just want to, let me read the rest of this paragraph. It says, in the biblical witness, God seems especially fond of calling upon unlikely suspects for such missions. So, again, talking about Mary from nowhere, mm -hmm. um, a teenager that's unmarried, God says, you're the one yeah. that I'm going to carry out my plan through. And he goes on to say, young people are impetuous, inexperienced, improbable choices by all accounts, but they figure prominently among God's chosen in both the Hebrew scriptures and the New Testament. And while God does not ask any of us to bring Christ into the world as literally as Mary did, God calls each of us to become a God-bearer through whom God may enter the world again and again. Yeah. And so I, I think that's an interesting picture. We talk about the incarnation, right, of God coming to earth, yeah. uh, coming to us, specifically through Mary, literally through Mary. But this kind of paints this picture that God wants to come to earth through us yes. and that each of us are God bearers yeah. as followers of Jesus. So Absolutely. how does that land for you? So yeah, I, I, I love the aspect of going to all the world and preach the gospel to every living creature, because as we do this, there is a part of this God bearing that we, that we then are called to carry, you know, and we see going back to, you know, our, our mission here within youth for Christ being a relational ministry, you see how Jesus walked with so many different people, um, doing life on life with people and and wa walking through that context of of ministry and how he carried literally God with him everywhere that he went, mm -hmm. um, God incarnate, and we are to walk in that that same example. Yeah, it it reminds me of you know the abide piece yeah. of three story that we talk about in John fifteen is if we're not abiding, how are we being God bearers? Mm. We're not doing it well. Yeah, right. We're not we're not carrying that the weight and the, the, the reverence of that well, yeah. unless we're abiding well in Jesus. Yeah, so, so let's talk a little bit about now what it means for our ministry. So we touched on what that means for us as individuals walking with Christ, being God bearers. Um, 
But let's talk about what that could mean for our ministries as we as we talk through being a God bearer. Yeah, I this is a picture that is has been expanding for me. Like I've just been understanding this better and better over the years is as we go back to Mary, yeah. like Mary brought Jesus into the world, mm-hmm. right? Already talked about that. But because she did that faithfully, how many other people got to know Jesus? Yeah. Right? And how many lives changed because of Mary's faithfulness, even through the midst of the the pain that she suffered, the, yeah. you know, all the things that we've Scrutiny, already talked about. all those things, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but people met Jesus. Yeah. And so... if I think about as we're faithful in our personal lives, in our abiding relationship with Jesus, and recognize our responsibility to bear Jesus to the world, to bring Jesus, as as this book talks about, again and again into the world, into each of our relationships, how many more people will have an opportunity to meet Jesus Yeah, if we are faithful, yeah. when we are faithful? And I don't mean just because I'm faithful, Reggie, and I'm talking to you, you'll get to meet Jesus. Right. It's... Through you, then, as you bear, bear God, as you walk into the world yeah. as a God bearer, how many other people then through these? It's a kind of a cascading kind yeah. of relationship of people meeting Jesus again and again and again in different circles. Yeah, yeah, and I'm I'm reminded of like thinking through um, when we're talking about our ministries. I'm reminded of thinking through what what are we expecting God to do in our ministries um, is, is, is a thought that I, I continuously am reminded of as we talk about being a, a God bearer. What is our level of expectancy of the result of bearing God in our lives? You know what I mean? What is the fruit of that? And this ripple effect, you know, I think it's so easy. I, I was actually just sharing with my team um, earlier this week in that like, man, we used to pray every single day before programming and we've gotten away from that these last however long, you know what I mean? And, and that that is a part of this expectancy that we have to continue to to have in that like, man, God, I'm expecting you to move through this, you know. And so if we're going to be God bearers, we we have to we have to anticipate that God is going to do like that. The, the God of the universe is going to do exactly what he said he's going yeah. to do. You know what I mean? And so there's an expectancy that that I even, you know, as I'm as I'm talking through this and like having to be reminded of like, man. If, if God wants to get his will done in the earth and he's choosing to have Reggie do it, have Brian do it and have all these people listening to this podcast do it, we have to have a level of expectancy for him to actually do it. And so working with that expectancy, doing with that expectancy, um, walking out the mission that God has called us to with that expectancy, that's yeah. really powerful. That Man, that's really good because I think that it's easy. We've got to change our expectations Yeah, because I think it's easy to get caught up in expecting 150 kids to walk in the door. Yeah. Or are we expecting God to engage that one person mm. through a conversation that one of our volunteers had with them? Right. Yeah. So are we, what are, what is our expectation? Yeah. Is it, it's oftentimes it's too small. Yeah. Like why would Mary do what Mary did to be faithful, to, to bring this child into right. the world in the midst of all that scrutiny, if she didn't believe that it was worth it, yeah. if she didn't have this expectation yeah. that what the Lord told her was really going to happen. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And when you, I love what you said in that oftentimes our expectations are too small because that's the truth. And we, sometimes we grow weary 
right? And when we grow weary, we lose sight of what God may be wanting to do yeah. um, in the midst of our ministries. And so we have to we have to continue to abide. You know, like we talked about, we have to continue to be transformed by the renewing of our minds so that we are able to be those God bearers to the world and so that more people come in contact with Christ, with God, and are able to then go and do the same thing to somebody else. Reggie, this has been a kind of a deeper episode yeah, than, than most of our sure. others. Um, and there's probably so much more in this book that I would want to dive into if we had more time. But um, let's just wrap this up, give you an opportunity. Do you have any final thoughts on this idea of God bearing? Yeah, yeah. And so um, if we are creating his image and after his likeness, and he's given us a book that we are able to dive into and understand that we have all that we have to remember that we have all that we need in order to be this God bearer, you know, that you have every resource necessary in order to be this God bearer. So encouraging you to continue to abide, continue to, to read your word, to get into prayer, to do those things that raise your level of expectancy and what God is trying to do through you. Yeah, that's so good. I think that's similar to what I was thinking. And you, the way you put it was he's given us everything that we need. And I think, is it Ephesians that talks about that? Um, that he's given us everything we need in Christ Jesus. But I think that sometimes uh, we don't think we have enough. Yeah. We don't think we know enough. And um, it really holds us back. And I just, I continue to go back to the scriptures early on in the gospels when Jesus invited fishermen mm-hmm. to follow him. They knew nothing yeah. of what was about to happen. They just stepped in and they were faithful. Mary knew nothing of what was about to happen right. other than the little bit that was revealed to her when the angel said, Hey, you're going to bear a child. Yeah. Um, and she was faithful in that. Right. Yeah. And so we don't need to be Bible scholars. We just need to be faithful in our relationship with Jesus and let him do the rest. Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas.